0: Hey everyone i am farah kimji and you are listening to the futura talks podcast i believe the future will be built by those who see opportunity where others see uncertainty it will be built by people that don't look like the traditional leaders of our past but by women and individuals from diverse backgrounds that see the world differently and who are driven to make it better for all this podcast will feature these people self-made leaders and entrepreneurs that defy odds and are motivated to build a better future. We will also share practical advice for how you can unlock your full potential as the leader of your own Futura. Now, let's jump into today's episode. and welcome back to this week's episode of Futura Talks. I am really excited to be here because it has been a few weeks now, almost a month, since I have done a solo episode. And that's because I've had so many amazing guests on. I hope you've been tuning in because it's been really incredible who I've had the chance to speak to over the last few weeks. And that's because a lot of you have been recommending people for me to have on and just some, so many great people in my network. So I feel Truly blessed that it's been such a good run, but I'm really excited because I have so much to share that I've been waiting weeks now to share with you guys. And today's episode is actually quite near and dear to me specifically because it's around a question that I get asked about all the time. And that is people wanting to learn more about my journey from being a corporate professional to now an entrepreneur. And I love talking about this because to be honest, this journey that I've been on over the last four years really had the biggest impact on my life and is probably the single best decision I have ever made. So really excited to chat about this. Um, I'm sharing this story with you guys in hopes that it might inspire, you know, others of you that have considered this path, but maybe are not ready to make the leap or haven't made the leap, or maybe you just want to learn a little bit more about what it entails to be on a path of entrepreneurship. It it can sound really sexy and sometimes it is, and sometimes it isn't, but I want to get into the nitty gritty a bit today on what that path has been like. And, you know, so far on this podcast, I've definitely shared with you guys a few reasons surrounding kind of the why of what I do in my business now, but I haven't really gone into all the things That kind of went through my head as I was transitioning from corporate to entrepreneurship and all of the sort of challenges, limiting beliefs, even mindset roadblocks and resistance that came up during this last four years and still comes up today. But was really quite strong in the first couple years of my journey. And, you know, ultimately, I have overcome some of those things. I still work on them daily. But I've overcome many of those things to kind of stay the course and, you know, just continually recommit to my bigger why and to really live my life with purpose and on purpose. I know that many of you listening are in corporate jobs and maybe you really love what you do, but you wish you could have some more freedom and flexibility with how you do it or who you do it with or for. Or maybe you're feeling stuck and unfulfilled where you are, knowing that you're really meant to do more in life, to live more purposefully, intentionally, and with more joy. Or maybe you're already on your entrepreneurial journey and this story will just resonate with you as you have your own story, just like it. And hopefully it will serve as a reminder of why you chose this path for yourself and you know, give you the ability to recommit to that why. Either way, this episode is really meant to inspire you to start to think about how you are living your life. Like, is it on your own terms? Is it doing what you love? Do you feel fulfilled? And could a path of entrepreneurship help you to maybe start living a life that you can fall in love with? So more specifically today, I'm going to go into a few areas. One will be to talk about what was sort of happening in my life and career when I decided to transition. I will also talk about how I discovered what business I would do and what my business now is today. And then I will get into the major challenges that I've had along the way. And I want to also share some of the actions that have really helped me most on my journey and why I believe the path of entrepreneurship is one that is accessible to anyone that desires it. Uh, And then I'll cap off by kind of sharing how you can get started on your own journey and also sharing a little bit about something that I have been cooking up over the last little while. So let's dive in. What was happening in my life and career when I decided to transition? So to be really honest with you, I had been in sort of the same job for, at this point, Three or four years, I ended up being there five years, but around the three year mark that I was into this job, and that I was really feeling quite unfulfilled. I was not happy. I was not excited to come to that job every day anymore. I probably had those feelings even earlier, but I was really trying to make myself fit into a role and fit into a place that I thought I needed to be at, a, a place where, you know, it was a big deal to be there in the first place. So I thought like, I gotta make this work. This is a great job on paper, it's great. There is, you know, it sounds sexy to say I'm in private private equity, in commercial real estate, in finance, like I gotta make this work. So I stayed probably longer than I should have, but around that three year mark, it started to become a little bit more unbearable to be honest, to keep going into a place where I just didn't feel myself. I didn't feel like I belonged. I wasn't in a very supportive environment either. So I started searching and I honestly, I went on a lot of interviews and I actually gave a lot of notes because this time around, I was really looking for that next thing that would be the place where I could thrive, that I would be excited to come to, that would grow and stretch me, would be new. I was kind of like not wanting to only do finance. I love working in finance. That's what I have, you know, that's what I still do. I still apply a lot of finance in the job that I do now, but I get to do a lot of other things. And in the role that I was in, I wasn't getting to do that. And nor were the other opportunities that I was sort of interviewing for giving me the ability to do that. So here I am searching, saying no, not really finding um anything. Then I actually dabbled in something for a year that I thought was the next best thing and it gave me marginally more of the things that I wanted but still wasn't quite it to be honest. And I took the job because it was different from where I was at but ultimately I was in that job then for about a year and I was ready to leave. Like I was so ready to leave. I didn't even know what I would go and do next, but I was like ready to leave. But the accountant in me and, you know, just generally people don't just leave their jobs when they don't know what they want to do next. So I was sticking it out. I was like, I'm going to be in this until I figure out my next move. And interestingly, when you are that unhappy in a job I think other people can kind of sense it. And I ultimately got let go and funny enough on that day, I sat back and I was just like, okay, I've been wanting this. I've been wanting out of this for so long. I probably wasn't going to bite the bullet um, and, and leave myself. This could be probably the worst day ever to lose your job. Oh my gosh. My ego was just like, really? Um, and I actually was like, you know what? This is the best thing that has ever happened to me because now I have the permission to go really seek out what I want without feeling the pressure of, um, you know, like I had a bit of freedom and time to do that. I had gotten kind of a bit of a, you know, package to, to be let go. So I said, you know, I have a few months to figure this out. And I, Sat back and I just said, you know, the next thing that I do, I really want to love it. And I kept looking out there and and not finding anything that was really going to, you know, fulfill that. I wanted to still do something in real estate, in finance. I was doing a lot of work in the diversity and inclusion side of things within the commercial real estate space. I love doing that, but a lot of that work that I was doing was volunteer work. So I said, you know, is there something that will combine? my real estate background, the finance background, this DEI work that I'm doing. Can I find a job that will allow me to do that? And I couldn't find it. And then I was lucky to share with, a, with one friend and my sister. That's the only people that I told at that time that I had been let go and my, and my parents. And I shared with them that I'd been let go. And they both individually, separately said to me, this is great news, Farah. Now you can actually like explore being an entrepreneur, which is something you've always wanted to do. Now you have the time and freedom and ability to do that. And honestly, that day, like they said this to me on the same day that I was let go, basically became the huge turning point in my life and something that I got really excited by. Like I actually ended that day feeling free, right? The day that I lost my job, who would have thought? And you know, there was a lot going on also I'll share on the personal side. I I was recently divorced and, and you know separated and so I was sitting there just saying my my next step I really want to make sure I'm living life on my terms for me, surrounded by people who I want to be surrounded by in a positive environment. And so that was kind of what was happening that around, you know, the time when I transitioned. So I know a lot of you might be in similar positions. Maybe you don't love your job. Maybe you've actually been recently let go and you're sort of just like, you know, Google searching for your next opportunity or going on interview after interview. And I am just sharing my example to say, maybe there's a chance to even pause and really think about what you want to do because sometimes that job doesn't really exist out there, Right. I know like when I was in that moment, part of me was saying, oh my God, I got to quickly find a new job so that I won't have any gaps on my resume and no one will know that I got let go. And then the other side sort of said, maybe this is it. Like this is the chance to get off that corporate grind and finally launch a business and start pursuing my passions. So I, I encourage you to sort of pause and like, listen to that. Uh, voice that you might have that's saying, you know, maybe, maybe I can take a breather here and figure out what I want to do. Or if you're in a corporate job, maybe it's time to say like, let me think outside the horizons of what I can find in a Google search for what my next job will be. Let me look inwards and really see and think about what I want to do. So, you know, what's funny about what happened in that time is, you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm gonna, it's gonna take a few months when you are now kind of a few months to get like my business off the ground. But reality was, once I was out of this environment that I didn't wanna be in, all of my creative juices started flowing in. And I actually just went to a tech startup event just for fun with a friend. And when I was there, I met by happenstance, I met, um, some founders, female founders who had started real estate tech companies. And I kind of was like, maybe I can help them. Then I went home that night and I said, maybe this is my business. And within literally one month of the day that I got let go and exactly a month later, I had a very simple website. I had business cards and I had two clients from that event. So the thing is, is sometimes you don't even, and I did not have a business plan ahead of time, right? You don't even realize though, when you pull yourself out of that environment, what opens up and it can actually be such a huge blessing to be able to take a step out of, you know, the, the, the stuck place that you're in to think creatively in blue sky about what you, you might be able to do on the other side of it. Um, and to, and to be honest, like I, I, before, before kind of being put in this position where I had the opportunity to explore, you know, launching a business, I, I used to think I had all these limiting beliefs and I used to think that, oh my gosh, I need like so much more experience. I need all these clients ahead of time. I need to have, you know, all this capital and money saved up. But the reality is there's never, that time is probably never going to come, And even when you do, you may not, who knows what's going on in your life at that point, whether you're going to be ready or have the energy or the desire to start a business. Then the best time to start is when you actually have the desire. Um, and I found that, you know, I, I really was like kind of living life on other people's terms up until that point. And You know, I kind of gone about checking all the boxes, going to the right schools, getting the right jobs, like bought a house, got married, you know, ultimately got divorced. I was just like not satisfied or fulfilled by the life that I had built. And I realized that everything in it, while I chose it all, kind of chose it for some of the wrong reasons. Like I chose it to appease others, to do what I thought, you know, one is supposed to do at certain stages in life. I was probably even doing it to feed my own ego, like, you know, just climbing this corporate ladder so I could say I'd done X and Y and Z, um, you know, and I thought I was doing it. Like, I felt like maybe, you know, I was, it gave me a sense of belonging to say I was doing these things, but ultimately I realized I was just like really not living a life that I wanted to live. Um, there was a lot of should, I should do this. I should do that. You know, I, I'm expected to do that, but there wasn't a lot of asking myself what I really wanted. And so I encourage you to, as you're sort of whatever stage you're at is to stop living by the shoulds stop living by anyone else's expectations or standards for your life and step back and just really ask yourself you know, what is it that you really want? So that's a long winded way to say kind of what was going on in my world and in my life when I actually started the transition. So you might be saying, well, how did she discover like what her business would be? Like I said, I was at that. Um, well, actually I'll backtrack before I went to that event. And I kind of went to that event, like within three weeks of, of when I um, was let go. But for the first couple of weeks, I just kept blue skying ideas. Like I was legitimately, it's as if some sort of floodgates opened up and all these ideas were rushing in of all the things I could potentially do. And some of these things were things that, that were not even on my radar. But again, once I was out of the confines of like corporate box life, my mind just expanded of like, I could do this or this or that. And I was choosing things that I was genuinely interested in. So at that time, there was a lot going on um, about, you know, uh, it was just like 2018. And there was all these stats about how women had only received 2% of all venture capital dollars that had gone out that year. Actually, it's like one9 And I just thought this is ridiculous and I could really relate to the story, you know, having worked in commercial real estate myself, which was like super male dominated industry. So that was floating there. And then I go to this event and I meet these founders who are raising capital, who are have great real estate um, technology companies that they're building And I kind of married this, like, let me help these women raise capital within an industry where I am connected. And I can also maybe help them to get clients. So that was the first iteration of my business plan. And without me really realizing it, I kind of applied the Ikigai framework, which I talked about in episode one of my podcast, which is where you really look at what you're passionate about, what you have experience in you know, what does the world really need right now? And what could you get paid for doing that thing? And, you know, I didn't even know because I had I didn't know about Ikigai at the time that that's what I kind of did. I took the fact that I had experience in real estate, the fact that I have a financial backgrounds, so I could get paid to do anything around finances. I loved supporting women and I liked the real estate industry still. So I kind of did that little framework on my own and in retrospect, all those pieces were were there before I even left. And yes, it would be great. The MBA student in me, and business school student in me, and CPA would have normally done a business plan. But you know, they they say we're always the worst at applying our own knowledge. And the business plan kind of just fell in my lap once I was free of the shackles of corporate. So, you know, this all sounds lovely, right? At this point, you're like, oh my gosh, Farah just came out within a month and she just had this business and clients right away. And like she went from fired to in business within a month. That is, yes, that's kind of what happened. Oh boy. Was it challenging though? And I was not by any means matching a salary that I had before, or, um, you know, like I was doing this all on my own. I had no procedures or support. And it was very, very challenging. I would say for the first two years and in there half, you know, six months in, or sorry, you know, about a year in COVID set in too. So, you know, the first couple of years of my business were really, really challenging. And I will say, uh, one of the big ones was we still getting sent job postings or recruiters calling me. And I kind of had one foot in and one foot out for the first year of my business. And I, while I was very committed to what I was going to do, I was still afraid. I had this uncertainty of whether I was going to be successful or not. There was a lot of self-doubt. So one of the challenges I had was I was still looking at job postings. And I will say, I would love to say to you guys, I do not recommend that you do that when you decide you are going to follow the path of entrepreneurship. I, I'm sharing this from my own learning. I wish I had just gone all in, shut up all notifications, refused any calls from recruiters and just laser, laser focused in on what I was doing. And I don't regret any of the parts of my journey, but that is one thing that I would have done differently. If I could have done this the second time around, because what it does is you're kind of half pregnant. You are neither here, neither there. And your business energetics, like the energetics you're sorry that you're giving to your business, is I don't know, like maybe, maybe this will take off, but in case it doesn't, I'm going to stay over here and just keep these calls going and, and listen to what other opportunities there might be out there in case this doesn't work out. And energetically, you're actually kind of, um, sort of putting the writing on the wall with your business when you do that versus I'm all in, I believe in myself, I'm going to build this business. I know it's going to be a success. I'm not going to have to go back to a corporate job because I believe in myself and I am betting 100% on myself. That energetically is so much more powerful to the universe when you speak about yourself to yourself like that. So I will say though, that like I said, the self-doubt was kind of through the roof in that first year. I mean, even now it still creeps in. I just have way better tools to deal with it. And I also have way better reframing and affirmations and no breath work and things that I do to reset my mindset. Anytime the self-doubt, uh, creeps in, I also kind of say, well, the doubt is there because you're doing things that you've never done before or that others haven't done before. You are like paving a new path forward. There's going to be doubt. Just accept it, release it and keep going. So that's kind of how I, I now deal with the doubt. Um, The other challenge was a lot of like listening to what everybody else had to say about my life choices, you know, whether it was like former colleagues or people in the industry or my family or friends kind of like, oh, what far, what are you up to? How's business? And like, everybody likes to ask that question. How's business? How are you doing? And, you know, when you're like, okay, I'm still not even close to where I was when I left, but I'm scaling towards that. It's tough. Right. And you start being like, am I on the right path? Again, listening to everybody else's voices, what actually, and I will share in a second kind of how I combated that one, actually, because that is a really important one is like who you're letting into your ear and whose voice you're really listening to. I really had to learn to listen to my own voice. And I'm going to share two things actually on how I learned to do that and and how I um, kind of reframed what others were thinking about what I was doing. Another major challenge was that I was pursuing what I call too many non IPAs and, and IPA, not the beer IPA being income producing activities or actions. And so I was saying yes to a lot of things. Cause I'm just kind of like the people pleaser in me is like, yes, I'll do this. Yes. I'll do that. Sure. I'll help you here. Sure. I'll volunteer here. Yes. I'll do this call. And I was just, yes, yes, yes. And it was so nice to be in a place where I could say yes. Right. Because nobody was, you know, um, like nobody had, Restrictions over my time, like there was no employer holding me back from things, but a lot of the things that I was saying yes to were not income-producing activities. They were not things that were directly going to move my business forward and help me generate revenue. Which in your the early years of your business, like you got to get going with that because you need the income to be able to stay in business. So that is definitely a challenge that I faced, and I I, I would say it took me a solid to maybe even more years before I was like, no, 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 I'm going to be really focused on, you know, income producing activities, which might mean I have to say no to some people. And I, I, I don't always have to have a foot in every arena. I can just laser focus in on the things that are actually going to move my business forward. And that are still, that are really aligned to what I actually want to be doing, um, and where I want to be going. The other challenge that I had was overcomplicating things. So sometimes we think complicated means we're smart, or it's you know, oh, I've got this big thing to work through. It's so complicated. I'll, once I figure this out, okay, this is a good thing. No, simple is often the best solution. How can you help people in simple and elegant manner is something that I've learned now. And so I will say, yeah, one of the challenges that you will have is like, you're going to want to overcomplicate it when sometimes like the easier thing that's like, oh my gosh, this seems a little too easy or really that's all I have to do. And that's all that they need from me. And that's all I need to do to like make money or um, to help this client or to put a product out there to launch a service. And it seems a little simple, but honestly, once I started to realize it doesn't have to be hard, it can be easier then, um, that's helped me a lot. And then I think like I had too much time thinking through things versus just doing like not enough time spent on the action. Right. And I'm now working, I'm working with multiple coaches, but one of the, uh, like the visibility coach that I'm working with, she's all about messy action. She's like, just get out there, messy action, you know, build, measure, learn, you'll do it. You'll do, you know, you'll keep improving, but like Sometimes we stay in in inaction, and then the thing that we've built up in our head never gets out into the world, and we never get any feedback because we haven't put it out there yet. So she's kind of helped me to just kind of get into uh, messy action. And then the last, and again, I have a a podcast episode about this, I won't spend too much time on it, was the imposter syndrome, like kind of feeling, do I belong here? Like, what am I doing? Do I have the right to run a business? Like, Farah, come on check yourself and i used to go down these rabbit holes of like looking at what everybody else was doing and wondering if i even belonged and and then i i sat back and reframed i'm like far the very fact that you are doing it because you have a desire to do it means you belong you're not an imposter you can't be an imposter in your own life so just keep going and everybody else felt the way you feel at some point in their journey too the difference is they just kept going and so I, you know, those were some real, some of the like mindset challenges that I really had in the early parts of starting my entrepreneurial journey. So what are some of the actions that helped me most on this journey? I would say, you know, when I go back to talking about the voices that I was listening to and all the people I was surrounding myself with was like, changing my environment and surrounding myself with other entrepreneurs and especially early stage entrepreneurial uh, entrepreneurs. When you're in that environment, everybody who's around you is pushing outside of their limits. They're, they're all kind of feeling the same things you're feeling. And so it's, it can be really supportive and encouraging and, and you don't feel alone when you're doing that. Now, when you're in corporate, it's sort of like, you know, you're in this one environment. Now, when you're an entrepreneur, you need to actually surround yourself with other entrepreneurs because you will be able to feel supported in that environment. So that was like a big shift. And I had to find those circles. I didn't just naturally have them. I had to join different entrepreneurial groups and coachings and masterminds. And we'll get into that. And that actually really helped me along my journey. Then the second was the coach, you know, two coaches now, but working with a coach, the, the one coach that I work with, I started with her, um, almost two years ago now. And she, I would say was the biggest kind of, um, catalyst in the, in the change in my business was to focus on my mindset. Like there, I had a lot of limiting beliefs around what I could do or how I could show up in this world. And, um, even just giving my permission, myself permission to do the things that I wanted to do. There was a lot of layers and working with this coach really helped me to see some of the blocks that I had helped me to clear those blocks and just be able to move forward a lot more confidently. So I will, I will say that, you know, focusing on my mindset and working with a coach to help me, because sometimes like, just like we aren't going to go and, you know, um, like if let's say you hurt your back or you injured your back, you're, you you don't work on it yourself. You get help. Someone helps you. You get a chiropractor, an osteopath, massage therapist, a physio. We're so readily hire other people to help us with those types of problems. But when it comes to helping us with mindset blocks, which honestly everything kind of starts with having the right mindset, whether it is your health or your finances or your business or your relationships. And so that's one area that I really believe we all need support in having a coach to overcome our own blocks because sometimes we can't see them. Right. So that's why I decided to work with a coach. I'm still working with two coaches now and I hope to continue to work with coaches for the foreseeable future and I will cap off by saying you know I well I'm not capping off just yet actually I'm just gonna cap off this section because I have a little bit more to go so stay with me but I will say that you know this path of entrepreneurship it sounds sometimes it can sound really sexy right oh I'm an entrepreneur and then other times it's like well that's so like you know unattainable. And what I want to tell you today is that I really believe if you desire to build a business, to go out on your own, to be a solopreneur, to be an entrepreneur, that that path is accessible to you. It is actually accessible to anyone that has the desire to follow it. And, you know, if I can do it, I truly believe you can do it too. Um, And yes, it's hard, but sometimes it isn't as hard if you're really doing it for the right reasons. You know the purpose behind why you want to follow that path in your life. I actually think that it is, you know, yes, it can be daunting, but in today's day and age, there are so many resources out there to help you on your path. Resources that were not there five years ago or 10 years ago. So many free resources, so many you know, resources where you can get support and actually, you know, be in the right communities. You definitely do not have to do it alone. That is also one thing that, you know, took me a bit of time. Like the first year of my journey, I was like, Oh my God, I'm building this. I don't have support. I don't have help. Um, I actually also started to outsource certain parts of my business that I, you know, just didn't feel as strong in and that were holding me back from getting things off the ground because I was just like, you know, trying to do things that were, were not in my zone of genius. And that's a whole other episode we can talk about is kind of staying in your zone of genius, but read the book, you know, what I'm talking about. So, you know, there are resources to help. You don't have to do it alone. Um, and I actually think it can be one of the most fulfilling things. Entrepreneurship can be one of the most fulfilling things that you can do in your life. And the reason I believe this is that, you know, If you are doing what you love and you are serving people in an aligned way, true to you, and you are making money doing that because you are actually showing up genuinely and authentically and helping, that that is the ultimate expression of your purpose here on life in action. And there is nothing more rewarding than stepping into your own purpose, knowing why you're here, knowing how you can serve others, bringing out your lights, light and gift to the world, it is legitimately the most fulfilling thing and entrepreneurship can help you do that. And so that is why, you know, I will say it's there for anyone who desires it, but in my heart, I'm like, everyone should desire it because it can be such a fulfilling path. So you might be saying, okay, great far. This is so good. I love it. I want to be an entrepreneur now. I hope you're saying that, but like, how do I get started? And like I said, there are so many resources and people that can help. I think it's about, you know, having the right community and, uh, right examples and, you know, people around you so that you can also take this path. And you might be thinking, you know, like, okay, so do I hire a coach? Well, coaching isn't really accessible. And traditionally you're right. I don't think it has been. So, That's why I'm actually really excited to tell you about the project that I have been working on for the past several months. And I've just been really called to create a platform to provide coaching for purpose driven professionals who are considering a path of entrepreneurship. This is something that I have been thinking about for a really long time. And I just wanted to be able to make coaching accessible And I wanted to deliver it in a very supportive and inclusive community for individuals who are looking to level up in their life and career. And that is why I'm very excited to launch or to share that I am launching the Futura Founder Society. And I'm going to get into sharing that there are three main pillars to the platform that I'm launching one is coaching, learning, and community. So as I shared, you know, when I started to work with a coach, it was a major turning point in my life. It was so impactful that I actually pursued my own life coaching designation so I could help others on their journey too. I believe that coaching is just so important as we head into the future. And, you know, they say that the only, only certainty and constant going forward will be change and that this rate of change will be faster than ever before rates that will really make it hard for our minds to even keep up with and because of that we're going to need coaches to help us along the way so we can continue continue continually level up um i started to work with a coach when i was already 2 years into my journey and while it's been incredible I really wished that I had started sooner. In fact, for all those years where I was considering going out on my own but still in corporate and I didn't really have access to the right mentors or community to support exploring that path, I wished I I would have started to work with a coach then. Someone who could coach me through all the mental blocks that were stopping me from starting, through all the fear resistance and uncertainty around what is a really major life decision. And in hindsight, I realized that most of my resistance was coming from my limiting beliefs. And once I started to work through those, it kind of just felt like these doors that had been closed for so long began to open. And I want that to be accessible to you too. So as a member of the Futura Founders Society, you will get the support that you need to navigate those mental blocks and feelings. So you can move from stuck to empowered in kind of a live coaching session in a group coaching session so that everyone can level up together. You can start making the path of entrepreneurship real and attainable for yourself. And as you navigate through those mindset blocks, myself, and other experts will also teach masterclasses on all the things we have learned along our own entrepreneurial journeys. With over two decades for myself working in finance as a business strategist and startup advisor, I will provide training on business topics, you know, the very ones that I have executed and learned along the way, and I will give you shortcuts so you can learn what took me Years to learn when I first started my, on my journey, things like building a profitable and scalable business model to negotiations, to raising capital, to forming strategic partnerships and building an MVP, like all of, all of the things that you need to know to get started with your journey. These are the very things that I've actually helped other startups to do in, in the business that I run. And I will say it's, it's like the real MBA. The one you get from building a business and not the one you get from studying about business. And trust me, I know that they are different as I have a business degree, I have an MBA, and I'm a CPA. And I learned the most about business when I actually launched one myself. So these topics will give you all the practical tools you need, the ones They don't teach you in school, or if they do, you don't have to go back to school and pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to learn them. Instead, you'll get to learn them from myself and other experts and and experts in those topics who are living and breathing these things each day. What's even better is that you get to do it in a supportive community, one that is made up of others just like you looking to explore this path too. And also from those that have already gone ahead and made the leap. For me, when I was in corporate, feeling stuck where I was and daydreaming about a different path for myself, it was pretty lonely. It felt like, you know, either you're in a corporate environment or an entrepreneurial one, and whichever side you are on often dictates what you're being exposed to and who is in your sphere of influence. But what about if you are in between, still in corporate, but interested in exploring another path? I remember feeling like I had this kind of secret that I couldn't share with anyone that one day I was going to eventually want to leave and pursue my own business. And only those closest to me really knew about it. And, and even then I didn't share widely because I sort of felt by speaking it out loud, I would, you know, maybe eventually disappoint myself or others if I didn't follow through on that. I also felt like when I did get a chance to speak about it with, you know, other entrepreneurs who were like very far into their journeys, I just, it it made me feel like I was like far behind and it left me feeling really overwhelmed about where to start. So what I realized when I finally did start is that everyone starts somewhere The key is just to get started, but what helped me the most was to talk about it and share it with others who were in the same boat early into their entrepreneurial journey, in the trenches with me. But I also wish I could have talked about it before I made the leap so I could start to learn what it would be like from those before me, but also do do that with others who are at the same point in their journey with me, still in corporate. So that's why in the future of Founder Society, you will be immersed in a community of like-minded, aspiring entrepreneurs who, and you will get a chance to find your people and you will be inspired by each other's journeys and you'll get access to entrepreneurs who are already on their way, who get real and candid about their challenges and learnings along the way. It's really the best of both worlds and you will go from feeling lonely and isolated to inspired and supported. So I've shared and I've gone on a a bit longer here today. So thanks for, sorry, I'm losing my words. So thanks for sticking with me. Um, I shared the three pillars of the platform, which would be coaching, learning and community. And over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to share more of the details and links so you can learn more about the program and you can join us when we officially kick off the program on November 1st. So like I said, stay tuned. I'll be sharing more in the weeks to come and I'll be adding the links to the show notes so you can learn more. Um, As always with the solo episodes, I'd really like to end off with a quote that just resonates so much for me. And it's from Steve Jobs. So I'm going to read it now. It's a little bit of a longer one. Here it goes. Your time is limited. So don't waste it living someone else's life. Don't be trapped by dogma, which is living with the results of other people's thinking. Don't let the noise of other opinions drown out your own inner voice. And most important, have the courage to follow your heart and intuition. They somehow already know what you truly want to become. Everything else is secondary. And I don't think I have to add much more to that. Steve Jobs just really nailed it. And I want to leave you with that to just really follow what you feel called to do um, today and also in your life. So thank you again for listening to this episode. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Futura Talks. I hope it has left you inspired and motivated to pursue your dreams, find your calling and follow your heart in your life and business. If you enjoyed this conversation, it would mean so much to me if you would consider leaving a review and better yet, sharing this episode with someone who will be inspired to start building their own Futura. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and I will see you next week.